0: Greetings Traveler, welcome to the Cast Perilous. Cast Perilous is an actual-play, old-school pencil-and-paper RPG podcast in which we not only sit around and play a game, but if all goes well, we bring you an entertaining story in the bargain. We currently use rules from the Low Fantasy Gaming RPG, written by Stephen J. Grzycki and published by Pickpocket Press. Our setting is Dolmenwood, the weird fairy tale forest, which will be the subject of a setting guide by Necrotic Gnome. Allow me to reintroduce you to our players.
1: Hi, my name is Kate, and I'll be playing Beatrice, the cleric.
2: My name is Josh, and I'm playing Del the Bard.
3: My name is Tracy, and I play Rosemary Springward, but everyone just calls me Ro.
2: I'm Jeff, and I'll be your storyteller
0: and game master. Last time we played, we got to know would-be teen heroes Beatrice, Del, and Rosemary. We saw them get robbed by bandits, do some bickering and arguing, hear some creepy flute music, and witness the dead rising from their graves. We left them fleeing in the dead of night to take shelter in Rose Cottage. And as they fled, they took a last look back at the ominous hill, where the dead seemed to gather. And now, part two of The Cast Perilous, A Song of Goats and Fireflies. You can actually see the top and the stones up on the top. And you see a figure up there, kind of like a man, but a very, very large man, tall and thin. You'd swear that it has goat horns. This is not human. And you think it's looking at you.
1: Well, I'm going to go away faster. <laughs> <laughs> Are you going to let us in your yes. cottage?
0: It's a cozy little cottage with handmade wooden furniture, lots of furs, drying herbs hanging from the ceiling, making the whole place smell rather pungent, but kind of comforting at the same time. I was
1: just wondering if your father had seen
3: or heard anything while he was out there. I think he must have to leave his cart out there. He ran in looking very... Just rest but then
0: it seems like your father must have gotten up from the floor where he'd collapsed probably to go off to his bedroom
3: Okay because he's not in here So I'm gonna head off to his room.
0: Well you get to his room mm. look in and you see he's not in
3: his bed oh, Any place he might have crawled drunkenly off to
0: There's a little hall from his room that leads to the back door.
3: I'll run around and check.
0: Back door standing open.
3: Uh, oh, my father's gone. I'm just going to grab a lantern and say, I've got to go get him. And then I'm just going to run out.
1: We can't let her go out there alone. I would get my mace out and follow her out there. We must be brave in the face of evil, Dell.
2: Of course. He must.
0: <laughs> All right. Oh, well, so the, okay, you okay. two are going out the back door together a little mm-hmm. ways after. Yeah. You and Sage rush out. As your eyes begin to adjust, you think you see your father, illuminated in the moonlight, wandering over toward the litchard. just before he disappears beneath the shade of the willows.
3: I'll run over there.
0: Sage, running along next to you. Yeah. You would make it to the churchyard. It's dark underneath the trees, under the willows. Mm -hmm. You hear the stream that flows down from up top the hill. You think you might hear twigs snapping in the wooded area on the lower I'll part of the hill? I'll
3: head for anything that might indicate where he is. I'll just run in towards the sound.
0: Okay. And you two, Del and Beatrice, come out the back door in time to see Romy and Sage rushing off across the lightly wooded field here toward the hill.
1: I break into a jog okay. after her.
0: You make it to the Richard shortly after Roe. As you're passing through the graveyard area, you smell really strongly the smell of damp earth, recently upturned. The branches are creaking and making all kind of creepy sounds, and the first thing that you would almost certainly see, Beatrice, is right where the thing had crawled out of the ground. The whole of the disturbed earth. You hear and you see Rose Lantern bobbing like she's trying to go up through the brambles and underbrush up the hill towards the summit. You're just gonna to continue to yeah. I, would just I think so. To, yeah. to okay. follow her. Ro- I would like you to make a perception roll. So roll your twenty and roll your perception or less.
3: Yes. Okay.
0: Up along this path that you're going, kind of following the stream, the trees turn into kind of a profusion of silver birch. You keep kind of imagining, maybe imagining, something near you outside the range of your lantern. It's more of a feeling than anything, almost like you're being
3: watched. How is Sage acting?
0: Growling, looking nervous, actually, now that you mention it.
3: Well, what's in the woods around me?
0: Just blackness, as far that's as you can as see. That's... So you're pausing to think about it?
3: I just keep going, forge ahead.
0: Uh, You do. You come out on top of the hill. All of the vegetation thins out, and the top is very bare. You have seen these stones before. There's a big one in the center. It reminds you of the trunk of a huge old tree that's broken off. There are also other stones, five other stones, surrounding it that are almost white in the moonlight. And those five stones are very faintly human-shaped, you might say. Then your eyes are drawn to the tall, horned figure standing before the tree-like stone. At this distance in the bright moonlight, it's clear that while it certainly has the stature of a man, it also bears the horned head, long legs, and hooves of a huge, shaggy, gray goat weird eyes reflect your lantern light back at you. It continues to play a tune on what from here does appear to be some kind of
3: flute. Can I see my father around?
0: It takes a moment to tear your gaze from this goat man's eyes, but when you do, you see your father and several other figures who are up amongst the five white stones near the goat man himself. Your father is up there. He's kind of just swaying to the music. Father! Owen seems to be in quite a trance, doesn't respond at all, and you can't help but notice that the other figures, they are walking skeletons, glowing in the moonlight. Your father being the only fleshly person up there. Sage is just quietly growling and just kind of hunkering down. He's also kind of sniffing the air like he's caught scent of something weird. The skeletons are starting to move around the stones in a pattern, like weaving in and out, almost kind of jerkily dancing around the stones.
3: How many skeletons are there?
0: There are four. Your father being the fifth figure. Well, there are uh-huh. five stones, you said? There are five stones. Beatrice and Del, you've just come out of the underbrush and you see what
2: I've described to row. He's still playing the flute, right? He is. So I'm getting out my mandolin and seeing if I can't match the song that he is playing.
0: Hmm. That is going to require a roll. Definitely going to be disadvantaged. But in addition to that, I'm also going to adjust the intelligence by minus 4. Jesus. This is an unearthly song. So your intelligence normally being 16.
2: It's going to come 12. down
0: to a 12, and you roll two dice, take the higher, and <laughs> okay. you want to roll a 12 or lower.
2: Right. I have a five and a two.
0: You did it. It's hard, but you are definitely able to match it. It doesn't sound perfect, but you are playing along with him now. You see an immediate reaction from the skeletons They start to shake and act really erratically. And they actually start to move down the hill toward you. Oh.
1: (laughs) Does the goat man do anything? Like, does he have a reaction to Del playing?
0: He's still playing his song. Although now he's turned his gaze from road Mm -hmm. and is staring right at you. And you feel something, Del. I want you to roll your luck modified by your willpower. You need to roll a 12 or less. I did. Re- reduce your luck by one when you succeed. But you feel like you were starting to lose yourself or lose control of yourself. But you managed, through strength of will, to shrug it off. You're still playing.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, I think i the distraction. I'm going to dart in and try to grab my father and, like, grab his arm. You're
0: going to rush up past the oncoming skeletons?
3: Yeah. Well, they seem really focused on him. Eh?
0: You think so. It's hard to tell, they're skeletons. This is apparently too much for Sage. He's snarling furiously now, but then he just bolts straight back down the path through the woods, almost bowling over Beatrice and Dell.
3: I think I would still do it. Alright. Darkly real quick.
0: This is an initiative roll, so everyone is going to roll your dexterity or less. Tell me if you succeed or fail. Oh wow, yeah. Fail.
1: I failed. I succeeded.
0: Beatrice, you can go before the skeletons.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. How far away are they from where Del and I are standing?
0: There's not a whole huge area up here. And okay. they were at the edges of the stone circle. They're more or less coming pretty quickly. Okay. Not dead things.
1: Well, I had my mace out. I would position myself between Del and the skeletons. If they're close enough to swing at, I would take a swing at one.
0: Okay. They are heading mostly directly toward Dell, you think, all of them. But that means coming through you two.
1: So I'll take a swing at the closest one.
0: So roll your 20-sider, and your attack bonus is only your strength bonus. It's zero. A zero for now. So... Nine. Close. (laughs) Very close. You swing out at one, and unfortunately do not connect... I'm
1: probably, like I said, I'm probably very nervous.
0: And that is when it would be their turn. Yep. Row and Beatrice, you are pretty much in front of Del. They're trying to get past you to get to him. And they are reaching out toward you with bony fingers that look particularly sharp and glinting in the moonlight.
3: Do I think I could get by, or...?
0: You're attempting to dodge past them, mm-hmm. right? If you use your action to dodge, enemies suffer disadvantage on attack rolls against you. They are reaching out and trying to grab at you. What, okay. what is your armor class? Thirteen. Nope. Totally missed. Okay, good. Two of them okay. were trying to grab at you. You more Seven or less nine, dodge nine, right between eight, them. 11. Beatrice! They're also grabbing at you. Okay. So, what is your armor class?
1: It is eleven.
0: Let's see here. You avoid their grasping claws. Row. I'm
3: going to run past and,
0: and up to your up own to my father.
3: father, yeah. And yeah, shake them if I can get that far. Okay,
0: you can. You're <clears throat> right in front of the goat man. Five to ten feet okay, away.
3: Okay, okay. Well, I'm going <laughs> to be wary of him, but just run up to my father. <laughs>
0: Okay, so yeah, you're up there and shaking him, Mm -hmm. and he definitely seems caught in some sort of a spell or a trance. Del. What are you doing? You're going to keep playing. I'm just just trying to match his Mm song. I would like you to roll it again. You need to roll this every round. Although I'm not going to make you take the minus four this time. You're still at disadvantage. So. Under your intelligence. So 16. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh-oh. Damn it! <laughs> A 9
2: and an 18.
0: Ugh. Unfortunately, the 18 is over your intelligence. You more or less... fumble fingers? Yes. You've lost the thread of the song. The skeletons look like they are starting to fall apart. Bits of bone are starting to fall off of them. They're kind of holding together, but they look like they're starting to come apart.
1: I'm gonna swing my mace again at the nearest skeleton.
0: It is shaking and starting to crumble. It's trying to walk back up toward the stone circle away from you. Mm -hmm. You knock one of its arm bones away from it. But yeah, they are starting to head back up the hill. What about you, Ro?
3: Okay, turn to the goat guy and tell him, Leave my father alone!
0: At that moment, the goat man stops playing. The skeletons are coming back up the hill, okay. they get to the edges of the white stones, okay. and they crumble completely oh. into piles of bone. The goat man throws out his hand and takes a bow. He says, It is done! But he actually is still looking down past you toward Dell. Oh. And
4: he says, So pleased to have guests at my little dance. Even uninvited guests. I trust you enjoyed the tune? Never heard that one before, eh,
2: Minstrel? No, that's a new one. But I'd love to learn how it works. I'm sure you would. What are you doing here? He turns
4: and looks at you now, Ro.
3: Well, obviously I was following my father, who you called up here for some reason. He seems to
4: have enjoyed my song.
3: Well, why did you want him? I mean, obviously none of us really enjoyed your song.
4: <laughs> he does not look happy to hear that. In fact, he looks downright irritated.
1: Who
3: are you?
4: My apologies. I am Cornelius. And these bones? These are my family. Right, cousin? And he
0: picks up a skull off the ground, and he moves its jaw and makes it say, Right, Cornelius!
4: <laughs> Don't believe me? Take a look.
0: And he actually throws the skull at you. You're gonna try it? I'm gonna him.
1: try to duck.
0: Make a dexterity roll. No. Failing that, it hits you and clatters to the ground. It's lying there on the ground in front of you.
4: He says, Go on, girl, pick it up. No. <laughs> I would pick it up. Do do you I have to have
0: a peek at it. Okay. it wouldn't bother me? Yeah, you do. You pick up the skull. You notice the strange shape of it doesn't look like a normal skull. The little nubs of horns, slightly goatish horns, doesn't look like a full Goatman
4: skull, but it certainly looks like there's some goatishness to it. You see? Once upon a time your people and my people were very close. And he has started wandering around, picking up bones and putting them in a big sack. These stones are old. And he looks over at you, Beatrice. Older than the church down there. Older than that consecrated ground. This stone, the stone, is sacred to my folk.
2: Can't you feel its power? He's still picking up bones. Are you by any chance Cornelius of Langshore? I think I may have heard stories about you. He looks up at you at that and he says,
0: Heard of me? And he actually seems a little bit taken aback.
2: Stories. I have. I've heard of so many stories of all of the wonderful music that you make, and that you're such an excellent teacher. Make a charisma roll,
0: (laughs) but add a plus one bonus. Okay. Roll a 19 or less.
4: I got a three. I'd say that's less. (laughs) He gives you a goaty smile. My reputation precedes me.
2: (laughs) So you've been to Langshorn? Sure I have. Many times <laughs> I've heard many different tales only from the humans that I know there. I've never actually met any of the goat men that live in the area. Well, then we'll need to
4: fix that, won't
2: we? I think we would, yes.
4: Next time you're in the Langshorn area, ask about old Cornelius. Mm-hmm. I can teach you things, lad. Oh, God <laughs>
0: Oh, you'd be able to see the flute better now, which looks like a twisting unicorn horn with holes bored into it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's pretty much finishing stuffing a bunch of the bones in a sack unless you're stopping him.
2: So are you moving your relatives to another location?
4: Yes, I'm taking them with me. Uh, how come? Because, my friend. They were buried where they didn't belong. This is a special night. A night when I can call to those of my blood. And, apparently, to some not of my blood.
3: What are you saying?
4: And he has one of the
0: skulls, and he actually walks, strides, clip-clops over to your father and holds the skull Mm -hmm. up to his woozy head and says, Any resemblance?
4: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: So, uh... What exactly is he saying here about your dad?
4: I must be off. Perhaps I'll see you in Langshorn. Your name once again?
2: My name is Del.
4: Del. What of you two? So that I can look you up.
1: I would just stand there in silence and I'm also giving you, Del, a look because you sound almost gleeful. (laughs) (laughs) He
0: starts to wander off looking behind and waving.
4: Quite all right. I'll find you anyway.
3: Wait, if you're saying my father's of goat blood, why aren't I?
4: I never said he was of goat
0: blood.
3: You said he was...
0: He just snorts. Ask him yourself! And down the road he goes.
1: <clears throat> so
0: you're standing up here amongst the stones. The moon is still shining brightly see the Dunstone, the big, perhaps petrified wood stone surrounded by the white five, and all is quiet now. It seems that the fireflies are dispersing down into the trees.
1: I want to walk up towards the Dunstone and just, I just want to reach out and touch it. When you touch it,
0: it almost feels like it's vibrating with energy. You actually feel it, give your arm a buzz just touching it, and it's warm.
1: I would take my hand back away from it
0: and even when you do that you can still feel the vibration a bit through your feet like it's under you like the whole hill is sort of vibrating a bit now that you've touched it
1: i would just walk back over to you del we should get going
2: yes beatrice i suppose we should be going
3: he checked my father and looked at both of us. Was there any indication he was checking?
0: Oh, he Del? he had been staring at Dell like, the whole time for like a well, yeah, because I was playing with with him. Yeah, he may have seen a kindred spirit. <laughs> you don't know where Dell came from. As far as you know, he was left at the monastery.
3: <laughs> you don't know who his
0: parents are. None of them. Know. Mm.
3: What's your dad doing? Yeah, leaning
0: against you drunkenly. He <coughs> mumbles every once in a while, this is more like what you're used <laughs> yeah. to.
1: Yes. I would ask you, yeah. Ro, if it would be possible to shelter at your cottage tonight if we could yes. impose upon you for the evening. I'd really rather not camp outside tonight after this. Of course. And thank you for the help.
0: All right. Well then, all together, you can carry, drag Owen stumblingly down the hill. If you try calling Sage, there's no response. Maybe at the cottage. As a matter of fact, you're almost there. However, the first thing that you notice as you are approaching the mm-hmm. cottage is that the front door is completely ajar, and you hear sounds coming from inside the cottage. Sounds of movement.
3: Well, I'm going to um, be concerned and run in there fast. Maybe it's big <laughs> records. <wrecking.
0: laughs> you just run, in, for sure. just run in, I would just run in pattern here to. And uh, rush right in the open
2: front door.
1: <laughs> I would take my mace out and I'd run around the back.
0: I don't know that I would be quite so
2: rash. I think I'm going to stay nearby the front door, but I think I am going to uh, stand guard. Stand guard.
0: All right. And Beatrice, you're running around back. Ro, as soon as you get in there, you see that the place is a wreck. Mm. It's definitely been ransacked you see someone rushing out the back door I'm as you're coming in.
3: Snatch out my hatchet and just charge <laughs> after them.
0: Awesome. I'd like you all to roll initiative again. So roll your dexterities.
3: <laughs> no. Yes, I
2: can. Nope.
0: Ro, you are able to charge right up and get at whoever it is that's going out the back door. It doesn't look human. It uh-huh. actually looks yes. similar to Cornelius. Hooves, for sure. Yeah. It's also carrying a large sack full of stuff slung over its shoulder. You're gonna run up and try and, like, whack Does with your axe? Or, or, <laughs> or what are you trying to do? You can, there's no, there's no, no time. You're all. not sure. Swing it
3: so around and hit it with a flat end, not the hatchet end.
0: Roll to hit? Mm-hmm. So 18. Which is well enough to hit. Yeah. You're trying to club him across the head with the blunt part of yeah, your back.
1: Yeah, the
2: axe. blunt part of it. The... Lord, I thought you were trying not to kill him. That's, That's... why she's not using
1: the sharp
3: side. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, you definitely hit. And you are going to roll your damage. Can d 6 1d6 one, 6 2d6. One
3: one plus, indeed... <laughs> plus your strength. Modifier. One. Hit one. the oh.
2: back of his head like a baseball.
3: <laughs> and Launch it off into the night sky. It's not like it, it'd be all over the house.
0: So, 1d6 plus 2. 6. So, you hit the goat man in the back of the head. He staggers. He does not go down. Oh. But he definitely felt that. Uh, Maybe
3: I'll turn it around to the blade side. (laughs) Oh my god!
0: (laughs) Beatrice, there are two goat men coming out the back door, fully laden with big bags of stuff slung over their shoulders, and you see the second one stumble and almost lose its footing and go down, and they are trying to run for it.
1: I would yell stop, but while I'm yelling that, I would try to run and tackle How big are they? Actually, let me ask that first. (laughs) They
0: Um, are five foot something. Human size? Yeah. Cornelius was a good seven foot
2: tall. Oh, Lord.
1: Yeah, so Mm -hmm. I would run and try to to tackle. I would go after probably the one that stumbled.
0: Okay. Okay. This is going to be an exploit. First of all, you're going to roll to hit. And if you can hit, you're going to do strength against strength roll off to try and knock him down. Okay. (laughs) So first try and hit him.
1: Oh, good lord, no.
0: (laughs) What did you get?
1: Uh, I got a six.
0: Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Well, unfortunately, (laughs) you go rushing up, and despite the fact that he stumbled, you can't quite reach him. He sees you coming. They're fast, and they are managing to outdistance you. It is initiative again. They're spending all theirs to run for it, so they're actually making good time. What is it? Roll one? your dexterity, dexterity or less. Yes. I
2: got it. Me too. I didn't get them up.
0: Well, in that case, Ro, you had taken a swing at him yeah. and you are off balance and you are going to take a moment to catch up. Okay. But you two can still try and do something. Beatrice How far and
1: away are they right now for me? Like, uh, is there any chance of catching up to them?
0: I'll say Yes. If you give me a strength check to try and speed up and catch him...
1: Because I'm going to try the same thing where I'm trying to run up and... and Drag
0: him down. Yeah. Did you get your strength check?
1: Uh, Yes, I made it.
0: Okay, in that case you can make another roll to try and hit him. You're chasing right after him.
1: No! No. (laughs) Seven. (laughs) You
0: actually dive for him.
1: Yeah, you totally yeah I'd probably do like a last-minute burst of speed.
0: <laughs> you thought you almost had his hoof, but nope, you're on the ground now. Del, Not very nimble. Del you can actually see them. Okay. Yeah, they're actually running off away from the back of the house, but there's enough light shining out of the house that you can see these forms. And there's enough moonlight, too, for that matter, that you can okay. see that these are smaller goat men. And they're, they're running out the back, and... You see Beatrice trying to run after one, but not really getting close
2: enough. I am going to scream from where I'm standing, Old Cornelius is going to hear about this very soon. <laughs> I am fully aware that there is no way that I'm going to be able to run. If she's closer than I am and can't run and yeah. catch them, then yeah, I'm just going to say that out loud. In the hopes that they're not actually working for Cornelius. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. All right. Well,
0: as you say that, both of them turn and look at you over their shoulders, but they're still running. That definitely got their attention, but they are running as fast as their goat legs will carry them. Yeah. I'm giving up the chase. That, that's uh, that. There's nothing more I could think I could. Yeah. I mean, I can't. You do you can if you want. I what, can't what see la- them at all. You think you can see them receding into the well, darkness? What would you want to do? Thing,
3: I thought just you know just to do a, it. a sling yeah, stone after maybe. them. You can totally do that as maybe they're running a off. off. Yeah, a <laughs> You know, a
2: little. Yeah, they did not steal roll. from you. I imagine you probably do that. Yeah, I'm- yeah. okay. Roll to hit
0: at your oh. range bonus.
3: Oh, 20. She, she rolled it. That's a natural twenty. Yeah.
0: First of all, tell me which one you were slinging at. The one in the rear, right? Is
3: that the one I originally hit?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So maximum damage plus your level is the way it works in this game. So four plus one, you did five more points on top of the six that you did that first time. And you hear it connect really solidly. (laughs) And he makes a sound like a... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: and you hear a thump, like you think he fell down.
3: Oh, I'm gonna run out there real quick. Oh,
0: Beatrice, okay. you can kind of see from where you are on the ground. You can see. The, <laughs> you can see the one that went down. I kind
3: of stumble on her as I
1: run to the body. Yeah, I'm just getting myself her. up off the ground. Sure. And, and... <laughs>
0: I mean I'm going to head I-, I would be heading to you rushing over there too. Towards, yeah. towards where yeah. All right. All of you together would make it to the Fallen Goat man.
1: Did his companion just keep running? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Okay, uh-huh. okay. people.
0: And he's not moving.
1: <laughs> Is he dead? If we check him for
0: You think he's dead? Dead. You see where your stone struck him right when he was probably turning to look at Dell and put him down in an instant.
3: I wonder how much his skin will sell for.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to check to see if yeah. he's dead. You do. You check. And he is... He's gone. And right about then, Sage trots up you, Row, from out of nowhere. In the lantern light, you see that his muzzle is matted with blood. Then you notice the tufts of goat fur. And judging by the burrs and brambles in his coat, you can pretty soundly extrapolate that he's been out chasing goat men, too. Out in the woods, no doubt. He gives you a happy little wolf <coughs> wagging his tail.
2: Well, Cornelius what? is definitely going to hear about this. Probably not going to be real good for us. Um, Maybe we should keep his body and so sort of take it to
1: <laughs> Cornelius? or It's going to start to rot and yeah. stink.
2: Do we bury
1: it somewhere? <laughs> He's <was> robbing <laughs> yes, us! Also... So, yeah,
3: I'm going to grab the Yes, what's, what did he steal? Yeah, what did well, he have what in did his he back? Take?
0: A lot of your foodstuffs. Yeah, food yeah and, okay. Uh, definitely good. some stuff that you could sell. I mean, obviously, we're hunts.
3: not super wealthy. We don't have, like, No, but honest, well, honestly, it makes the theft
0: even more. Times yeah. are hard yeah, around yeah. now. In fact, you two have even experienced robbers on the road. You oh, befriended did. them, and they... Uh, Stole your gold. Times are hard.
3: So, I mean, I can understand that, but it's my stuff, and they can't take it. They both had bags, so I did lose something. You did. Okay.
1: Now, the church sees goat people as abominations as well, right? Not like the undead. Not like the undead. Um, They're
0: certainly not acceptable. In the high wold, there are some folk who actually do respect the goatish aristocracy, if you will, Mm -hmm. but most folk, and the church is definitely included in that, do consider them vermin? Yeah...
1: You know, I'm not sure if we'll be able to get his body back to Cornelius in time. Right. And we, I don't know how do that. wise that would be, because I imagine he would not be very pleased. So my feeling is that we should bury the goat man somewhere.
2: If we bury him in the church, I mean, obviously I that they don't want do them that. buried at the I church. Don't, I don't
1: think we should bury him.
2: What if we just dragged him back up to the stone and so we'll either bury him up there or leave him up there?
1: Sounds good to me. If we do bring him up there, I suspect that Cornelius will find out fairly soon. He's probably going to know once the other goat gets back. If he's <laughs> even
2: involved, we don't know for sure.
1: How much can they care if they just left him behind? I guess let's just drag him back up there.
2: Okay. I mean, would it be easier to throw him on a cart and drag him up there?
1: Well, yeah,
3: definitely. <laughs> yeah. I'll I'll think be maybe we should
2: car. maybe we should do that instead of just trying to drag the body.
0: You put him in the old hand cart. Yeah, you know, in weird silence, you <laughs> drag him up the hill and uh, bring something to dig with, I presume. You're burying him up there, is that right?
2: Let's Make just leave him up against sort of the dunstone. Lean him up against the, uh, that makes, yeah, the, the nice
1: petrified tree. That. <laughs> uh, okay. If that's what you think is <laughs> best. Rocks over him. <laughs> but I will say oh. that that if Cornelius does come looking for us, you're the one who's going to explain this. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, God. I don't know what the, maybe we should, maybe we should marry him? I don't know. I don't know. I,
3: how would I know what people normally do? I mean, maybe just do a shallow grave. Would like, I, well, I I, yeah, wrong. I was
2: going to say, I don't I think sure this would, would fall see. under any kind of, like, I mean, you, know <laughs> you seem to know I know, lore. but I'm, like, would this be under any kind of lore how that I would know? Would I know, any, would I know enough goatsman lore to know anything about their burial? <laughs> yeah,
3: you're <laughs> from the church. Have you studied others? I don't
2: think that <laughs> no. any of you know about goat man burial. Okay, I did
1: Let's just leave him here at the stones because Cornelius said that they weren't supposed to be buried here anyways. Yeah. And then, maybe
2: uh, we leave him here at the stone and then maybe we can make a little trip to Langshorn and see if we can find him. Let's just leave him here. So you leave him...
1: I would say laying down. I don't think we, we should prop bro- bro- <laughs> him up against
3: the stone. Yeah. I'm. They don't know we killed him. Maybe he just dragged himself up there and like died leaning against the stone. <laughs> I mean, we didn't kill him.
1: Let's lay him down and cross his arms and let it be. Just let that be yeah. what we
0: do. Beatrice, do you say any words over the body, or do you just leave him to his goatish ways?
3: Leave him to his goatish ways. We uh, yeah. all make sure his arms are crossed across his chest and yes. put some like verbs in there. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh okay. my god, like it's a <laughs> he's turkey he's
3: ham. with her. <laughs> 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 turkey just ham. Just a <laughs>
1: nice... She's putting <laughs> it in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> I think she means like in his Like eyes. wild flowers.
3: Right,
0: yeah. I, I understand. Okay. And, and that's very nice. Yes, I thought. It looks, it looks nice. Okay. It looks very pagan. It's very cool.
3: Yes, <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> that's good. Alright. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so, um, <laughs> you make your way back down the hill. Beatrice, give me a perception roll?
1: Um, yes.
0: Okay, you become aware of something as you're heading down the hill. You notice there is a glow coming from the ruins of the old church. You're going to go right by it to get to the cottage, or really close to it. It's back
2: in the trees. A faint glow.
1: Well, I would point it out to Dell and Ro. Hmm.
2: Is it a glow like a campfire glow, or...? Well, here's something interesting. You don't see any glow. No, neither do you, Oh. No. I would just probably mention this much.
1: Well, maybe, maybe you'll see it when we get closer. But if we're walking right near it, I would feel compelled to at least look and see what it is. You said we'll walk by it, right? Mm-hmm.
0: The glow is coming from within the ruins behind some of the stone walls that still stand.
1: I ask you guys if you can see the glow yet.
0: You
2: cannot. Mm-mm.
1: Okay. Well, I'm gonna. Whose head did you walk... hit with the back of your? Head? <laughs> I'm gonna walk, walk up there. Okay. Cautiously, I've ready my mace at my side just in case. You two are following.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. When you come around one of the ruined walls, you see an aspect of the ruins that you either hadn't noticed earlier or wasn't there earlier in the day. You notice what appears to be a font a bowl that is mostly intact, and that's where the glow
1: is coming from. I would cautiously walk up there to look in, and they still don't see it. They don't see it. The bowl is glowing.
2: Do we even see the bowl? You see what looks like a font. Hmm. Hmm. You walk up to Hmm. it,
0: and you would see that there is water in the bowl that you presume is anything like the one from back where you've been staying for the last nine years is
1: holy water. Hmm. I'm going to reach out and whatever is customary for the religion to do with holy water. I don't know if they do the...
2: Yeah, the sign of the cross and...
1: Yeah.
0: When you do, you are granted a vision. In this vision, you see someone, another young woman, in the woods, in the deep woods, wandering through the dark, going to these places, these glowing places that seem like they're shrines, and be consecrating them, purifying them, and you almost feel like it's you. And it fades. The glow starts to fade when you come out of the vision.
1: Okay. Until Um, you're
0: just in the lantern glow.
1: You didn't... so you didn't see that glow?
0: No. You walk up oh. there, you do see the bowl, but you don't see any water in it. In fact, you don't see water in there anymore either.
1: I did see a glow there. I'm not sure what it meant. But I think I think I was granted a vision of what I need to do in my life. Oh, hmm. okay. and...
2: great. <laughs> I, I grew up with all the religious nuts, so I'm used to it.
0: The um, three of you go back to the cottage okay. where you left Owen, your father. Yes. Bro, oh, yeah. yes. And he is sleeping soundly in his bed. That's and uh, <laughs> you've already brought back the stuff yes. from the one bag. But that other one did get some of your stuff. Actually. I'm
3: sure i will eventually figure out what it is. I
0: you've actually should... brought the stuff from the cart inside. Okay. so They did not get that stuff. A big barrel and a little box.
3: Okay. Well, at least put it away. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to get supplies. Yeah. For...
0: Well, the supplies okay. are unfortunately... All alcohol. Oh. A large keg full, and the box has a bottle, bright green. does look it kind is... of
3: expensive.
0: You can read on the label, it says Green Aspintheon of Prigwort.
3: I'm going to hide it somewhere. I'm just going to take it, hide it. I'm going to put another go. bottle in there. <laughs> so I'm going to hide it away. You do that. And I'll sell it back later, sure. I need <laughs> to buy the supplies we were supposed
0: to. All right. Yeah. You are all feeling rather exhausted. I presume you're
3: going to go off to sleep? Yeah, I imagine Mm so. We'll just fortify the place and make sure everything's locked. I usually trust that Sage would wake up.
0: Sage is actually a good guard dog. Yeah. Curls up at the foot of your bed, protectively, you know. Sleep then? Yeah. Okay. Well,
1: you're sleeping, I'm going to feel your skull. I was like like poking around. (laughs) I don't do that.
0: You sleep, and you dream of goats. Morning comes, and it's a bright, sunny morning. Birds are singing. It's time for you to figure out what your plan is at this point.
2: I was going to try to write down what I could of that song, if I could remember any of it.
0: Hmm, make an intelligence roll, again at disadvantage. Roll two dice. And take oh, that's right. That two. The higher of the two, and you want to roll under your intelligence.
2: What's that one?
1: Oh, uh, doesn't matter. N- <laughs>
0: no, you, you did. Yeah, you. You did. Oh. Um, yeah, you can actually write down song of the melody. Yeah, you think huh. that you remember it pretty well, actually. Yeah. In okay. fact, it
2: probably figured in your dreams as well. Okay. So, so maybe it was a little easier for me to write down in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Song of the Dead Goat Men.
1: <laughs> my plan is to get back to the Priory. Del, you don't have to accompany me if you have other plans. I'm sure I'll be fine. Plus, I can't have Sister Esme see you accompany me back, anyways.
2: <laughs> she <You> won't. <laughs> she never sees me coming and going, so it's fine. I would assume that I would need to go back with you. I'm sure I have clothing or some, you know, something I need to gather up from there before I determine my next course of action. Owen has awakened.
3: Okay,
0: and has found you, Romy. Who are these people in our house?
3: They're friends. (laughs) Do you remember anything from last night?
0: Not, not entirely. I remember coming home. Where are the things I brought home from Toll's Fork?
3: We were robbed.
0: What? He's starting to notice that fact now. How did this happen?
3: (laughs) Oh dear. You don't remember anything from last night.
0: I remember coming home with supplies and going to bed.
3: Well, we had a run-in
0: with goat people. Goat people? There's no goat men around here.
3: Well, apparently they were passing through.
0: I was bringing home supplies. Where are they? Uh, and he goes over and taps the keg. He's looking around for the box. Mm. You took the I just took
3: the bottle it out of down the, the box.
0: box. Well, in that case, he just taps the box and he says, "Good, everything's here."
3: Did you get the supplies we were supposed to get?
0: Oh, oh, well.
3: We need to get more supplies now more than ever with the theft.
0: We can always get more to trade.
3: We could sell this keg and make some money.
0: Let's have breakfast.
3: Oh, okay.
0: And he mostly expects you to get
3: the breakfast. Yeah. Some stuff we should discuss later.
0: Yes, later, girl. And he looks at you, too. So, uh, you'll be leaving soon, then. Oh. Uh, apparently it so. Help I think we it helped save your life last night. From pouring out our love. From goat men?
3: There were some unusual goings-on.
0: <laughs> he's, he's pouring himself a big mug of whatever's in, in the <laughs> barrel.
1: <laughs> um, is it alright if I fix up some, some breakfast?
3: Yeah, I was thinking of the checking kitchen? the kitchen. I would try to... They're my like busy eggs. Yeah, you know? I
1: would busy myself Cheese. with that to try to win your father's favor and, mm-hmm. and ask him if he was hungry. I'm sorry I didn't catch your name. I'm Beatrice.
0: Make a charisma roll.
1: No, that's not terrible. Famous last words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I made it.
0: I'm Owen. I suppose it'd be all right if you wanted to stay for a little while. You seem to have manners.
1: Would you Would you mind if I made use of your kitchen and prepped us some breakfast?
0: If there's anything left, yes, go right ahead. It's been a while. He definitely <laughs> markedly looks at...
3: Yeah, I'll probably just at shake Romy. my head and walk away. I'll just start looking around and seeing what else is stolen. Uncomfortable, am <laughs> comfortable, yeah, okay. Right.
1: Yeah, and I, I would busy myself in the kitchen and, and just prep what I could from what you have. I'm okay. sure that I've learned something in the priory as far as... Yeah, you goes. can probably
2: make some simple things.
1: And I'll let you do any smooth talk.
2: I'll introduce myself to you know, storyteller and story taker, and just try to keep him occupied with his beer mug, bending his elbow. Are you trying to get at something, like asking him something? Um... I'm trying to get him drunk. Okay, well, that is not a problem. Right, I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that he'll be a little bit more talkative after his hangover is gone. Alright. Uh, he would
0: yeah. even offer you some of the drink he's drinking. Oh. He mm-hmm. says it's it's from Prigwar, called Smooth Albsy. You'll love it. Do I love it. He gives you some. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, it's a little weird looking. It's kind of a grayish color, but it smells like peaches, and it Tastes pretty good. Mm. Although I want you to make a constitution check. Mm. Oh god.
1: Storyteller like... and story taker <laughs> 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 I'm sure you'll be fine.
2: I'm sure I will be.
1: And I am definitely as you are trying to Smooth talk. Smooth talk, way. I'm definitely rolling my eyes and like making faces <laughs> at you. Like give me a break. So what do I I'm sorry, constitution. 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 Okay. Yes. Uh, oh, oh no. <laughs> no, I did not.
2: Well, it is going straight to your head. Uh-oh. Great. Um, it's actually, yeah, it's a fairly strong beverage. It's. Uh, I was gonna say this. It's probably like moonshine power, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a drink. <laughs> since he's an old alcoholic, obviously.
3: Half your brain cells are dead. Right. <laughs> and next week, Well right. <laughs> <You all, laughs>
0: Let me tell you the effect of the smooth almsy oh when one is uh, inebriated, which you are. Mm-hmm. Um, nothing bad. It's basically jovial banter. You pretty <laughs> I mean, much you are pretty much gonna just continue with what you've been doing. Right. right in a so really fun. kind of light hearted and natural way. Yes, that is exactly yeah. what I yeah. You can tell he's slurring his speech a bit, those of you who are listening, but he is just In seeming, a jovial manner. He's seeming to have a good time.
3: And and Owen's
0: laughing along with you. That was my point, so okay. And he, he offers you another, of course. And honestly, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> oh, my God. You uh, want to. Mm, have wouldn't that more. be a
1: roll, Oh, It's, it's,
0: it's going to be a roll if he says no. If he says yes, it's no roll. But if it's a no, then it's definitely a roll. <laughs> my God. Uh...
2: <laughs> it's still morning oh
0: yes the birds are singing <laughs> no, it's a beautiful sunny day I'm gonna say no so what do I roll okay oh man that's a willpower check <laughs> um yes just a straight up willpower check for now oh my god no you, you've you decided you know what it really I'm, is good <laughs> I'm just gonna have another one <laughs>
2: Who cares? It's not even noon. He, he pours you another It's one. not
1: even nine. It's not even nine.
0: <laughs> oh, that always seems like such a good idea. You are, you're mm-hmm. feeling it. It's, it's mm-hmm. great, too. It's really good. You, are, you have to go to this prig workplace at some point. They have this stuff.
2: <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Well, I'm drunk.
0: So, yeah, you are. You are drunk.
1: How is Owen seeming?
0: If you have anything in particular to ask him... He's very yeah, open at this point. Yeah. You've probably made whatever food you're making in there. Um, what little there was.
1: I mean, if there's some sort of grain or something. Stuff. Yeah. We have
3: yeah. eggs.
1: I'll, I'll bring out whatever I cook up to Owen and Dell.
0: You've made some sort of little cakes, right? Yeah. It's
1: probably not the best, but it's probably the <laughs> worst. some, not worse. And some eggs. <laughs> yeah.
0: Owen smiles at you and says, Ah, this looks delicious. We should keep you on around
3: here.
1: I would just smile and say, oh, that's very kind, but I have other duties elsewhere.
3: I <laughs> mentioned her before the drinking. He used to be a very good guy.
2: I will get out my pen and paper, and in our conversations, I think I would like to, at some point, weave in the old churchyard and try to jot some notes down. I'm a
0: spring ward, like my father before me. We've always lived here, by the old churchyard. It's been in ruins for a long time. The stones up top are even older. That stream comes from a a natural spring on the hill. We've always taken care of it. I can't say I do much in that area anymore. That's history. It's hard enough getting by today.
2: Strange things going on? No. There were strange things going on yesterday. Is that a fact? That's a fact. <laughs> they were pretty strange. Ah, consider yourself lucky that you missed them.
0: I suppose I do. Everything's fine over there, though, yes?
2: I think so. For now. I'll go take a look later. I may have to take a nap soon. Have another? No, I don't think so. We're probably going to have to head back... Make a willpower power check. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Fine.
0: I should have made you do it at disadvantage, but no, that's fine. You are definitely feeling drunk on smooth algae, but you're able to say no to that one.
2: So he goes off to his bedroom.
1: Now we should probably get back to the Priory.
2: We came down together, and I probably should go home and collect my thoughts. Maybe put away my music notes that I wrote down and get some fresh paper.
3: I
1: would ask you, Romy, do you know where the Priory is? Oh, yeah. Uh, I hope to see you again sometime. Okay.
2: I may actually, upon occasion, (laughs) swing through to have a drink with your father, just to see if there are any other stories that I can tease out of him.
3: At this point, I feel okay about someone else being around. And the the dog. Father would.
0: Actually, Sage has been very friendly to both of you new folks.
1: I would, of course, thank you for your hospitality and sorry that you were robbed. Right. And if you ever need any assistance with food or anything like that, the nuns at the priory can help you out. Well, thank you. Um,
3: So maybe I'll stop in and see? That would be great.
0: (laughs) You bid Uh, farewell, and Del and Beatrice, you head off down the road. When they're gone, your father, after drinking quite a bit more, oh. it looks like he is debating in his mind
3: over whether or not to talk to you about something. Oh, well, would I question that? Like, maybe I'd say, "How so? How are you feeling?"
0: He just stares at you and he says, "You're not safe here anymore. <laughs> Things are changing. We are spring wards. Well, the wards are falling." She went with them to protect you. It's time for you to go. We can't hide anymore.
3: Kind of quiet because I'm taken aback by it. He's of course spoken you like this before.
0: Mallowheart. He's the one who took her away. When he talks about Mallowheart, you have memories fled back from when you were a little girl of being in a golden cage the bars of gold, and your mother being taken away, your father is passing out again, but as he does, he says, time to go, and he kind of drifts away. You two, mm-hmm. arriving at the priory, you're going in separately, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Who's first? I'm sure that I would probably let you go in first. Yeah. What do you do, Beatrice? Do you go directly to Mother Esme? You see some of your friends noting you coming in, looking excited to see you. Uh, Wenny and Lissa definitely are out there.
1: <gasps> You've come back. I've got to go talk to you, Mother Esme, but I'll tell you all about it.
0: Good. Oh, good. Later. Okay, they seem very excited to hear about it.
1: And I'd hurry off to let her know, just... What had happened? I'm, I think I'm fairly excited about my vision, and I'm thinking, once I tell Mother Esme, she's going to let me go off and find those places and reconsecrate them.
0: So you're going directly? Mm-hmm. All right. You get there, and there's another sister who meets you there. Sister Igwal. Do I like her? She's okay. She's older. Okay. And is very straight-laced. Okay. And when you come up to speak to Mother Esme, she says, You'll just have to wait. She'll be with you in time. And she goes, presumably, to tell Mother Esme that you have returned. I would, chamber. Just,
1: I would ignore that. And <laughs> I would just follow her to Mother Esme. Awesome. I have very important things to tell her right now. <laughs> okay.
0: You kind of push on back there. Igbop is like, oh! Whereas Mother Esme turns when you come in. She looks up. She's actually writing something. Sister Igwal says, "Mother Esme, I tried to stop her, but she just barged right in." And Mother Esme says, "So you return?
1: May I speak with you privately, Mother?" And I give Igwal a look.
0: Esme looks very strict for a moment, but then she smiles just a little bit and says, "Sister Igwal, <laughs> you, you are excused." Igual kind of blusters a little bit, and then she just finds a way out the door. Mother Esme says, "So."
1: I would, I would tell her everything. I think I would immediately just, well, okay, not everything. I would leave a few details, like, <laughs> delve out of it. I would tell her about Cornelius and that I saw him playing a flute by the Dunstone and that skeletons came up out of the ground and he collected their bones and went off. I would tell her that I talked to him and relay what he had said about that those were his people and he was taking them back and that I believe that that's the cause of the disturbances. And I would tell that part quickly, and like I said, I would leave out details like the robbery. I'm not telling her about the murder. Um, Well, the accidental manslaughter.
3: (laughs) Goat slaughter. (laughs) slaughter.
1: (laughs) But what I would really be excited to tell her, I would get to the...
0: As you're getting to that part, she puts her finger to her lips. Stop. Child. You have been with us here at Woodhall for nine years. And charged as I am with your education, I have tried to teach you the ways of the sisterhood. (sighs) Despite your devotion to God, you have always resisted me, never content with the duties of a sister of the Priory. Always such a willful girl. I think we both know that you will never be content here within these walls, and sad as it makes me, I fear your time with us is nearly at an end. Well, what have you to say for yourself?
1: Very well. I'll gather my things and leave.
0: She looks at you piercingly, like she's discerning something about you. And she says, I know your thoughts. What was your vision?
1: Since you are no longer going to be charged with my education, I don't think that that's something that you need to know.
0: Before you make a foolish decision, recite the tenets of the wandering order.
3: Reject the hollow
1: adornments and luxuries of convention. Wander the land that you might lend aid to the weak and the helpless. Avoid the temptation of pridefulness and cultivate humility. Seek God's gifts in the natural world. Through these we must learn to help ourselves. Exercise prudence in all things, be not tempted into rashness, but suffer not evil to grow stronger in the world.
0: Good. And you believe these to be your calling? Yes. The order of St. Guinevere the Wanderer, the traveling sisterhood, this has always been where your hearts led, has it not? Yes. She who traveled the wild tracks of the Dolman Wood, seeking the lost shrines of the saints... Her followers traveling the kingdom, righting wrongs, and doing God's good work. Perhaps it is your destiny. Though you'd best pay special attention to that third tenant, the one about humility. When I was a girl, I dreamt of following the path of St. Gwen. The world can be a dark and horrifying place, Beatrice. Go to the chapel and ask God for guidance.
1: I will, and then I will take my leave.
0: She nods. God guide your steps. Del, when you arrive there, Mm -hmm. you get a sense that some of the monks were looking for you. Brother Quingled is the one who finds you. Del! Brother Adalbert has been asking for you.
2: Asking for me? Why?
0: He's not well.
2: Mm. He says he wants to tell you something. I am actually going to... I think grab my pen and paper before I go. Quickly! Okay, alright. You get your pen and paper and get in there. And he looks, he looks
0: ill. There are other monks attending him and look very sad and one of them shakes his head when he walks out and lets you in.
2: Mm-hmm. You go over to Brother Adelbert who clearly can't even really see you. I tell him I was here and ask needed to tell me he turns his head toward you there you are it's
0: about time i've got places to go Mm -hmm. do you know how you got to the priory all those years ago
2: Uh, no not really barely remember being left you weren't left here i brought you here why saved you didn't
0: i your folks are going to sell you to the goblins for 13 pieces of silver. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Um. Laws are breaking. Chaos is waking. Deep in the forest, good Saint Clude thought he'd stopped it. He didn't. The Nag Lord. Atanue. Don't let it happen, boy. I knew you'd be good for something. And he dies in front of you. Okay. That concludes the second episode of the Cast Perilous, and the first chapter of our story. Beatrice, Dell, and Roe are in for many more adventures, and we would love for you to hear them. So remember to like and subscribe, and spread the word. We are super happy to see the first few good reviews appearing on Apple Podcasts. It truly warms our poor lost hearts. If you would like to find some bonus art and maps, or if you'd just like to say hello, be sure to follow us on the social medias. You should be able to find us at The Cast Perilous on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter or our email, thecastperilous, at gmail.com. Oh, and speaking of art and social media, i failed to mention last episode that our sweet logo was designed by Beth Treadway. Thank you so much, Beth. You can find more of her work at Beth Treadway, B-E-T-H-T-R-E-D-W-A-Y, on those very same medias. We used the song A Walk in the Woods for our theme music and Sacred for the Vision in the Ruined Church both tracks are by Edward Brown, aka Ned104, on Pond5.com. Our sound effects were all either homemade or found under the Creative Commons license on freesound.org. Gotish flute playing was performed by yours truly, and Dell's attempts to play along on the mandolin were performed by Chris Korn. Thanks, Chris. Our next episode begins a new chapter of our story as two new players join the cast. Discover how they'll fit in with our party of would-be adventurers in the next episode of The Cast Perilous, Dark Places, Part 1. We'll see you in the woods.